0: Peace, peace. This is Baron Amon. You're listening to the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. Pour you a
1: glass of whiskey, put some ice on it, drink it straight, because this is not your son's hip hop. Deal with it. This episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by... Welcome to Hashtag All Podcasts Matter, the podcast about social issues, politics, movie news, and Keanu Reeves.
0: I'm Vic and he's Keen.
1: We release episodes bi-weekly, one focusing on current events, both politically and politically socially and in movie news and we'll drop one movie review as well
0: remember to follow us on all your social media platforms and and take a take a bookmark
1: yeah we have plenty of cool swag visit us at allpodcastmatter.com two up two down badmagics.com more than just the online journal or clothing line badmagics.com is a lifestyle brand dedicated to keeping you fresh from art to the music to the gear badmagics.com shout out to the magic man badmagics.com defenders of the true school got to grow
0: up you not a kid no more i think it's time to grow homie you better know you know it's time to grow up 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 i use this shit in a minute Get the, cat up off my, get the cat up off my gun
1: and shit. I felt like this song for some reason just. I just wanted to just change the mood. Can we talk about 364
0: seconds? I was about to say, I thought this was late night tilt for a minute. Here. It is.
1: Can we talk about that baseline Come on, man. You know how hard that song knocks in the car? Oh, yeah. Say what you want to say about 3-6, man. Say what you want about 3-6. I don't say nothing about Them dudes is legends. They are. <laughs> These dudes is legends, man. I'm
0: about the Memphis sound, bro. I'm about the Memphis sound. My my my, my number 901, bro. I'm all about the Memphis sound. That's my yeah, that's my, that's Would you like my to give your
1: whole number out on the podcast. No, nah, we we don't want to
0: do that because then I had to let the other side of my Memphis folks go and talk to you right quick.
1: Now I'll give it out 901 mm-hmm. too. No, I'm just playing.
0: So <laughs> they, 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 I'm telling you the other side of Memphis. They, anyway, they, man,
1: let's go ahead and start this thing off right, man. What it is and what it do, this is Lawrence G, your hip hop uncle, and this is the grown ass man hip hop show. I'm in a building. What? Hey, start over. Fuck it. You, I thought you was going to go. Nah, I, I didn't feel like doing the intro. We just don't jump right into the shit. I switched it up on you. I yeah, it you up. did I that. I switched, switched it, up. it up. I'm in a building here with the normal. Well, not the normal crew. Uh, Jonathan Crane is out once again on a scavenger hunt for white women in satisfaction. Mm-hmm. and satisfaction. We either got either Joey Burnham in the building. Yes, sir. And we got Fred Frio in the building.
0: Yes, Fred Frio. Everything is real. Nothing is Everything's grande Nothing is putquito I messed that up Well I damn I am fuck, Everybody's fucking up tonight
1: Everybody's, everybody's fucking up, nice. up tonight I didn't do the intro He didn't do his slogan Joe hasn't everybody's said Joe hasn't said anything Perverted yet So Something ain't right Something ain't right this Is it a full moon It must be a full moon I'm telling you How Anybody, how, how? anybody got any News shenanigans Anybody been paying attention To the news
0: uh, I would I like to say uh, get well soon to my man Dave from De La Soul. Yeah, 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 True boy yeah. the Dove. You know what I'm saying? Me, I, uh, now, what does he got going on? Oh, uh, he had congestive heart failure. So everybody take care of themselves out there, especially in hip hop. Because see, this stuff happens in hip hop because we don't got insurance plans like everybody else. And, you know, a lot of time artists don't really look after themselves, self road life and all that other stuff. A lot be going on, a lot of traveling and stuff like that. It ain't it ain't like crazy stuff like you've been doing some crazy drugs. And I mean, it's just like age and like, hell, you get to a certain point, you got to take care of yourself. You can't just be on the road like that. And I guess, you know, and sometimes you can have like a family history or whatnot. Right. 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 So, um, you know. That's that's been going on and you know they're just gonna see about uh, you know, going through the process. Hopefully he gets a recovery soon, you know, gets back on his feet soon. He was just talking about how
1: he misses boys getting on the road and all that other stuff. So yeah. Any uh any sports shenanigans, Joe? George St. Pierre beat Michael Bisbing for the middleweight championship. Um Nama Yunez, Rose Nama Yunez beat Yawana Jung J Trek, however you pronounce her last name, for the women's I want to say straw weight belt.
0: Man, there's a straw weight.
1: And who else won? TJ Dillashaw beat shit talking Cody Garbrandt for the one fifty five belt one fifty five pound belt. I think that's lightweight belt. I could could have my fucking weights wrong, but yeah, that was like UFC 217, and that shit was like an upset. Like everybody who won wasn't supposed to win. Wow! Everybody who won was an underdog. I got a question. So there's a straw weight though. Yeah. Like what's the weight? What's the weight? That's like what is that like 115 and 99 under? 99 pounds. Um, again, I could be fucking it up because I'm kind of for some reason I forget, but I know when it comes to the men in the in the UFC, it's like one. I want to say one thirty five, forty five, fifty five, one seventy five, one eighty five, two hundred five, and then heavyweight. Okay. okay, which that would be, I think, lightweight, straw weight, lightweight, middleweight, welterweight, heavyweight, light heavyweight. I feel like I'm forgetting something with the females. Females do have straw weights.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So yeah, All right. yeah.
0: And, and um another thing on sports or like sports entertainment, everybody need to check out the Ric Flair thirty for thirty. Ah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? A yet. Man, I it saw it yet. this
1: I didn't see it when it came out, but I saw it um Saturday. Mm-hmm. I got a chance man, that's a good ass documentary, man. I mean, I like thirty for thirties anyway. The last thirty for thirty I saw was uh that I actually had time to sit down and look at was uh Celtics versus Lakers. Yeah. That was a that was a good that was a good thirty for thirty, man. It really went in deep with uh with rick flair man I, I didn't know that dude was as flawed as he was
0: man. oh yeah that's yeah and he he likes he actually lived the character and that really reminded me of that dark film the wrestler and i like the fact that they really pointed to the fact that hip-hop embraced a lot about what rick flair is so that ties it into this show and ties into a lot of stuff we talk about you know they embraced a lot of what rick flair is like rick flair embodied that cocky champion that he was almost like an MC in the ring. You know what I'm saying? Right, the way right. he carried mm-hmm. himself, he's going to mm-hmm. have the he's got the money, he's got the cars, he's partying hard. Think about it. Everything that like the mainstream rappers mainly talk about, like when they're talking about they own, they got the women, they got the cars, they jet flying, they did nice clothes wearing, they all of this stuff. And that's mm-hmm. what Snoop was saying. That's you know, and that's, and I always told people, I never cared. I never did like Hogan. I mean, I always thought Hogan was he was like that artificial dude. That came in and just whatever and you know kind of like most of america kind of liked him but i always to me rick flair he was in emb- he came in and pretty much just made himself the champion
1: yeah
0: like his character was the champion and then in every game you see every fake game you see there's yeah. a rick flair yeah. it's kind of like in yeah. every yeah uh you know karate game there has to be a bruce lee well, in every wrestling game, there needs to be a Ric Flair somewhere. Yeah. Some people will say, "I'm like, eh, Hogan wasn't that good," and Hogan admitted it, even in the documentary. Yeah, he
1: admitted it in the documentary. He's like,
0: "Man, I was, I was just, I got a couple moves, and there's only a couple ways this match could go." But see, Ric Flair could go anywhere, and that's and I, I mean, I'll diverse after this, and we can get into the show. But you know, he could go anywhere. He was going to different promotions, and he could wrestle an hour straight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and just be working it. And everybody was just talking about how he worked the corner. He was a
1: salesman, and yeah, and he could he sell would, it.
0: He make the other wrestler look good. Yeah, his his, yeah. his
1: his main goal was to make the other guy look good. Yeah, yeah. Even if it
0: meant him losing, and that yeah. was part of it because he knew if he lost, he could come back and do it again. Mm-hmm. It would be a big thing. And him and Steamboat, those message, message it, matches were like amazing
1: because they kind of put you on the edge of your seat. They didn't communicate. They didn't That's, use words. They yeah. would like he he um. I talked about a point when they were having a big match yep. and he just looked at the top rope and Ric Flair goes to the top rope. Like they had this this sync with each other. Yep. And they would barely they would barely use words and know what the next person was gonna do. And it was he's and it was just that that automatic connection that they had. He said that was the best to this day, he said that's the best person that he's ever wrestled. Yep you know i'm not into wrestling like i used to be because it ended up being fake and i ended up not liking the the fakeness of it but i was watching new japan pro wrestling oh it's great oh yeah that's, yeah that's that's and i was watching about. that shit, and obviously it's not real even though people really do get hurt oh yeah it's,
0: it's a brutal it's, it's, it's a, it's a the pain man. is real yeah it's a stuntman sport it, it's a stuntman
1: like, sport so yeah. new japan pro wrestling really made me kind of start back liking wrestling because they concentrate on the skill and the moveset and the catch wrestling aspect yes catches catch can man yeah um this man it's it's less it's less soap opera yes they still got the acting they still got a it up that's the art of it yeah that's it but they really remind you that it is an art yes and i I lost that with wwe the last time i enjoyed american wrestling was the attitude era Stone yeah. Cold the Rock Stone Yeah Cold, that was me the Rock that's yeah. me Yeah uh Generation X one, one of X. the best matches I've ever seen and I'm not a wrestling uh, aficionado uh so somebody would probably tell me that was an average match but the best wrestling match I've ever seen other than um Andre the Giant and um Hogan very mainstream I know I'm a novice neophyte at that but the best one I've ever seen was Bret Hart and Stone Cold that was like the best match because I remember him putting the sharpshooter on Stone. Stone Cold lost that match. Yeah, that that's the first thing that fucked me up because he was the up and coming guy, and at that time, the more popular wrestler would would he would win. Yeah, right. that's pretty much how it goes. You're trying to promote him, and and he's the franchise player, so let's write it up where he wins. Stone Cold lost. Yeah, so that made him a more relatable person. That made me kind of like him more because he didn't win. Yep. And then the match just technically was off the chain, especially when he put Stone Cold and the um, Sharpshooter around the the belt buckle. What you call it? The turn. Oh, buckle? yeah, yeah. What you yeah, call yeah. that shit? Yeah, yeah. The that was a, the yeah. turn buckle. Like he had his legs wrapped around the motherfucker. That shit. It's it's hard to describe, but that was like one of my favorite matches to watch. Oh yeah. That and um, a new classic is the Bullet Club. Dude from the Bullet Club. In New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, I know you talk oh, about. Oh Kenny Omega. Yeah, yeah, Kenny Omega. And it,
1: that Japanese dude, I forgot his name, but that.
0: Yeah, that match was crazy. That was a dope match. Yeah, Apparently, yeah. that's
1: like one of the best matches of all recent yeah, time too. It's not one of them of Oh time.
0: yeah, it's it's up there. It's it's up there with Abdullah the Butcher and the and the uh, barbed wire match, Carlito Colon and the electric electric ring, mm-hmm. and you, when you go back and Carlo uh, Colon and Hercules Ayala in the electric ring because I also like Lucha Underground those are the two things I watch if I watch wrestling at all and but the but the ones that I find the greatest is still that Ric Flair match with Stain oh my god yeah because that was one of the first per- that was a the first pay-per-view me and my cousins ever just got we didn't care about w- way the way WWE like that or what WWF at the time because it was all cartoony to us but, well, that's how they it was yeah. marketed. That it was It was marketed, it was marketed, marketed for me. kids. Exactly. Whereas you, when you looked at W uh, NWA, they were still doing it the way you you had your jobbers in there and guys were like really putting on for like. What you mean out. NWO? Or NWA. It was um. It was
1: NWA slash WCW. W- w- yeah. NWA. Yeah. yeah. It's National Wrestling National Association. Wrestling, okay. Uh, yeah. And the rest- National mean, yeah, Wrestling Association, and then slash World yeah. Championship Wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. that was like right. that's like 70s and 80s and um uh, yep. they, they carried on through the 80s mm-hmm. they actually described it in the documentary as um wwf being the harlem globe trotters yep and nwa being the boston celtics yeah yeah
0: yeah because yeah, they were doing the, the the classic stuff they were doing like went you wanted to see nwa when AWA was around, go against the AWA. Their stables go against their stable, cause that you know you're gonna get a good classic match, classic matches. And Ric Flair would go on from uh, promotion to promotion, putting his title on the line a lot of times.
1: Mm-hmm. And they would
0: allow that. He would show up just as a champion. Like certain guys would retire with belts, cause they just had belts, and they you know, and that was part of the deal as a wrestler. You can go from different promotions and wrestle. Cause I remember the last thing I'll say about it. The funny thing is, not necessarily funny, but Rick was saying he was down in uh, Puerto Rico either wrestling Mill Mascaras or Carlito Colon. And yeah. he won, and he was so, the, the crowd was so indignant that he had won this match. He didn't think he was going to get out of there alive. He actually left the belt.
1: <laughs> he left the <laughs> belt
0: down there because, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying?
1: Like, fuck that belt. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Josh Barnett. And is it Jim Ross? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Josh Barnett and Jim Ross, they commentate for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And Josh Barnett, for me, he is an ex-UFC heavyweight champion. I think he beat Randy Couture for the UFC heavyweight championship belt, which I think they took that back from him because he tested positive for some steroids. But that's not the point. The point is Josh Barnett is one of my favorite. Mixed martial artist because he comes from a catch catch catch-wrestling background. Mm-hmm. And he translated to MMA real good. Like, he understands, he commentates for New Japan pro wrestling. Yeah. And he still fights. So, he understands what he's looking at in that wrestling ring because of his catch-wrestling background. Mm-hmm. And he's very technical. He's very technical. Like, if I had, I know this is kind of going into a different mm-hmm. conversation, but if I had to learn any discipline outside a, a grappling discipline, it would probably be catch wrestling because jiu-jitsu is a passive thing. Jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu is more like, all right, I'm going to wait for you. It's, 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 it's a counter mentality. Exactly. I'm going to wait for you to make a mistake. Boom, I got you. But catch wrestling is like, no, I'm going to force my hand and we're going to play uncle. I'm going to break you. Yes. It's more offensive. Yes. Um, And you can make more things happen. So, uh, yeah, I think because he has that MMA background, that catch catch can background, he's real good at commentating New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. And uh, I remember Elza said, uh, I put a buzz on the street that ain't been high in weeks. with a shoe game as crazy as the iron sheet. Rap niggas like yeah, wrestling. Exactly. Right. Rap niggas do. like wrestling. They love wrestling. A whole wrestling. Lot I done heard a lot of uh, Jake the Snake rap lines. Exactly. Iron Sheik yeah. rap do. lines. If you hear Rappers it. I DDT them in mausoleums. I, I got a DDT line too. <laughs> yep, so yep. I just ain't wrote it in the rap. But yeah, man. Um, If you want to listen to a dude that gives a shitload of uh, wrestling references, listen to... Uh, Action Bronson. Not, not only Action Bronson, but uh, Smoke Dizza. Okay. Smoke, Smoke Dizza has put out albums and mixtapes. Around the time or the day of WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and he's he, yeah, Smoke Distance is a huge wrestling fan, and so is Wale But anyway, man, moving forward, can I ask you guys a personal question? And after that, I wanted to mention something right quick. But go ahead, what's the personal I question? You ask you guys, we're grown men in here, right? Nope, we're not grown. men. No. I'm how, not. How old are you, Joe? I'm 34. Nigga, if you ain't grown, you finna be grown. Like nigga, that's not grown. Okay. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know what you consider grown. I don't grown. wanna grow up, um, cause even if I did, I want to ask you que- guys a personal question about nuts. I'll still be sticking dick off in your girlfriend's rib. Not that kind of nuts. <laughs> I'm talking about the uh, low-hanging fruit, if we she will. She eats ass and gives brains. This bitch is insane. She's the biggest fucking slore there is. <laughs> I don't want to grow up, because even if I did, I couldn't feed your wife a bunch of jizz. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Nut hanging fruit, as we as we call it, the nuts. The, nuts. the bottom. Yeah, I sit on my nuts from time to time. <laughs> that is the one thing I wanted to talk about. That's torture, ain't it? <laughs> That's yes. y'all seen that goddamn uh, that new James Bond movie or one of the James Bond movies with Daniel Craig where he's they set him to a into, into a chair yeah. like those little wicker chairs, yeah, and they cut the bottom of the chair out. They, they stripped him butt naked, tied him up, and they cut the bottom of the chair out because like the the chair was weaved in the middle, yeah. So they, like a wicker chair, like a wicker chair. They cut the wicker out and set him down. So his nut, he was sitting in a chair and his nuts was hanging through the frame. The motherfuckers took a, a sock and just pow was smacking up under the chair, hitting them nuts. They're like, <laughs> yeah, they was torturing his nuts. Y'all, I, yeah, oh yeah. Wow, I know the listeners have seen I don't, it's, it. It's it ain't Casino Royale. I forgot which one, one before where, that. It's the one before Casino Royale. Yeah, Man, that can't. happens when you got long nuts. When did you guys uh, first yeah. notice the difference? You mean the, the, the hangage? Yeah, man, because this shit is fucking horrible. <laughs>
0: what is going on? Where, where are we going with
1: this? I I'm kind of confused. I just need to understand if I'm the only one going through this shit. What, what, That's why I, I asked this question. I don't know. It seems like you're asking when did your nuts drop? No, not when did your nuts drop. When was the first time you sat on the motherfuckers? I lost consciousness. so I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember the first time. You yourself out. No, but I wish I did, though. That's one time my body should have went in shock. (laughs) Fred Fred was like, can we talk about this conversation? No, I don't. I I mean, because I'm just
0: like, I don't know.
1: I just need to know, because I've had that experience a couple times this month, and it is fucking horrible. Yeah, you sit on them balls. Man, that's that's, that's been
0: happening since college. I don't know. Damn friend. Right. <laughs> so you've been sitting on your nuts since college. Yeah, it'll happen sometimes. you <laughs> down. And the bad thing is, you know, you be trying to sit down on the chair or something like that. Chick trying to fall in your lap. You'd be like, what the hell? You should be like
1: <laughs> You gotta play it all cool. like, hey hey, <laughs> hey,
0: hey, 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 you need to get up. I know I've
1: been sitting <laughs> on my nuts since since 24 speaking of that and we obviously got to change the subject but i remember one time i was at school with my homeboy nathan pierce i'm saying names my nigga nathan pierce when i went to saint francis we was sitting at a table of chicks at the lunch table none but chicks it was me and him we trying to be player and shit and i thought he was bullshitting when he said this but he was asking a serious honest question he was like hey joe don't you hate it when you taking the shit and your dick fall in the toilet water so i'm looking at him and i'm looking at the chicks and in my mind i'm like my dick ain't even touching the toilet seat <laughs> nigga i'm only 13 12 years old something like that my dick ain't even touching the, what i'm sitting on top of let alone all the way in the goddamn water so i ain't want to say no in front of the women so i'm like oh uh, hell yeah my dick i always my dick be way deep in the goddamn toilet water and he looked at me i know right so that nigga didn't have the problem of sitting on his nuts. Apparently, he was sitting on his dick at like twelve <laughs> years old. <laughs> that nigga was hard. Okay, we can change subjects, man. We I watched. Just, I um, just I just needed to just know if I was the only one that had these issues. We uh, all three of us, Fred, Burnham, G. We all uh, sat downstairs and we watched Cortez versus Head Ice for the King of the Dot Chain, and it was a very un. Unen- for me, it was a very unenthusiastic boring battle i was i was bored right until head ice's last verse yeah i was bored as fuck because um it just wasn't their best performances head ice is lately he's been kind of stale but for the most part head ice is better than that cortez lyrically he's he's doing what he's always been doing he just didn't deliver it right but anyway aside from the fact it was boring um i think that cortez won who agrees with me
0: You know I Like I said I was leaning more With head ice The only reason why Let me tell you why I think The fact that Cortez Of course he lost The last round Because he was trying That little stunt Yeah I gave Cortez points In the middle Because he pulled out He pulled out like, the picture He pulled out the picture Which is classic For battle Like you're supposed to Pretty much dismantle Your opponent And it's like Uh a lot less gun talk. The first round was more so. That's what that was. It was more like gun opener. bars, exact gun bars. Like I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot you in the face. That's all they that do man. on Smack. That's the conversation. You. Yeah, exactly. I got the blade. I'm gonna yeah, exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you, kill you, kill you.
1: We'll, you we'll talk about that too, but keep going. I'm gonna but start yeah. battle rapping and I'm gonna start yeah. saying I'm gonna rape niggas and see what happens. It's, it's been done before. Yeah. Damn it! Yeah. What's that nigga? Nigga from X Factor said that yeah. in the battle. I forgot who X Factor. Daylight ain't said it. X Factor was battling. X Factor from Detroit was battling Ill Will from Pontiac. That nigga said, I hate you. You know how much I hate you? If you was a girl, I'd rape you. That nigga, that nigga Ill Will was like, here you go with the gay shit again. Because yep. <laughs> he 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 makes me like, X Factor would make a mistake and say so much gay shit in the battle that he just kind of made that his thing. He said, yep. fuck it. I'm a, if, if y'all hating on me for saying that by mistake, I'm going to start saying shit on purpose. But yeah, so you say Cortez lost to Head Ice. Yes, so you got a two-one yeah. ice. I think I got a two-one ice.
0: I head think Cortez
1: ice. won that. I got a two. No. Well, Cortez was just kind of bland, boring. Both of them was. I, I mean, look, well, I mean, I mean, it was a boring. It who, was it was who a boring. Was, who was the least boring? The I, least boring was Head Ice, because
0: like this is why Head Ice had more like in, intricate bars when he was putting stuff together. Like his first round was more his most boring round. And then after that, he was kind of more on point. The only thing that saved Cortez in the second round was the fact that he pulled out that picture and really started kind of welling on him on that picture. And that was the strong suit of it. But, Cor- but what Head Ice was doing, he was making a case the entire time. He was setting up a framework to kill him at the end. And basically by saying, you ain't loyal, you ain't shit. Like in the opening round when he was breaking down these G rules to him, he was breaking that down to let him know at the end you ain't loyal. See what I'm saying? So that whole body of work was a setup for the kill. Whereas Cortez, he had that spurt in the middle. He tried to do that odd it, shit at yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's trying to do like the whole, I'm doing this for the culture, and I'm like, all right, dude, that's not how. you And reset. that's when I quit listening. Yeah.
1: But that's when I quit. I was listening. I listened to first. He he, he lost that round. The first round was boring. This is why I give it to Head Ice because the first round was the first round was boring. Now I had to pick between who was more boring and who was less boring. Who was yeah. less boring was head ice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then the second round, I get at the Cortez. Because of the picture. Because of the picture. Because he went old school. He he did what me and Fred came up doing. You look at your you look at your opponent, you start at you start at the worst thing you can find and you just break them down. Mm-hmm. That's very old school. The only difference is he was actually writing. We had to freestyle that shit. Mm-hmm. So I gave him the second round. Third round. I mean also when that okay so I gave him that second round third round um when he started to talk about what he was doing for the culture that's when I stopped paying attention got corny to you it got it, it just it just wasn't interesting okay I, I because that's not something I'm expecting in a battle i understand that was your stick that's what you planned to do but i found myself not listening well i i think he lost that round that was corny i didn't like it that's done a lot in modern battle rap and it's always been done even before lux but the person who kind of popularized that in modern battle rap was lux that guy who said i'm gonna do the opposite of battle you i'm gonna build you up i'm not gonna destroy you i'm gonna build you up and he was he that round that classic round he had against calico yeah uh uh you don't get
0: this word yeah you a
1: lost yeah i feel sorry for your mother not having a man like that type of yeah so I've before and after looks. I've seen that work, but this particular time it didn't work. Um it wasn't a 30. It 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 wasn't a a 0 Ain't nobody get bodied. No no no, 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 no. no. Nobody, it was a 2-1 for whoever you think. It was either 2-1 Cortez or 2-1 for Ice. I'm giving it to Ice. I'm giving I, it 2-1 I, to Cortez. I got to give it to I got to give it 2-1 to Head Ice. And I think I, I, I think with me and Fred I, I think that there was something very old school about his everything, and I think that's what me and you kind of relate to. Oh, yeah. There was something real OG in his approach, his bars, the way he structured everything. It was just I lean more towards him because I, I recognize what he was doing. The uh, put a bitch in a bag like Missy, uh, right, some, right? That was a right, hard. Right. Bar. That was a hard. Niggas hard. slept on it. But that was a hard bar. Um, head ice to me. The hardest bar that he had, and please forgive me because I know he had harder bars than this, but saying that he got the clip, the see-through clip, that's, if you like really a gun guy, you know what he's talking about because they, they started making see-through clips so you can keep up with your rounds and not guess or not, you know what I'm saying? So, and it, that was a dope little, because Head Ice's art, he got lyrics, but that's not his art. His art is authenticity.
0: Yes. Head right, I- right, right,
1: Head Ice's art is, damn, that nigga really lived that life. So it's a lot of shit ew, that if you ain't no street nigga, or at least like guns, you ain't gonna get it. So a lot of shit that he said went over them niggas. says, I-, I say this, because I-, I fuck with battle rap like a motherfucker. Different conversation, but same. King of the Dot is a Canadian-based battle rap league. Organic is the man. Bishop Dagante is a- another leader in that shit um gully ck i think that's his name gully tk he's also in that shit there's a lot of people who, who, who are in that staff but basically i love hip-hop so i fuck with them but it's like a divide in the battle rap world you got the gangster rappers are in new york with smack the nerd rappers are in canada with organic so it's like a racial divide now, now I, I, let me ask you a question. Um, they used to be one of one league, right? Yeah, it's a bunch of leagues. I mean, well, like, uh, Smack, URL, and King of the Dot are like top three, right? Yeah. Um, URL, I, I say Smack, but URL is Smack. Okay, URL is Smack. Smack and was... Beasley and, and, and that Frack. that Anderson Silver looking nigga. Smack! Yeah, go. Smack is URL. Organic in them, that's King of the Dot. King of the Dot absorbed, if you will. Um grind time. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that's what we're we'll looking at right now. And um so those are the top two honchos. And everybody else kind of just like up and coming trying to build it. You know, so really what if, we got. If you got a number three, it will probably be between in my opinion, black ice cartel and shit, that's another league. Black ice cartel and that. I'm gonna say black I know black ice cartel is probably in the top five. They put they put on some great shows too. That's might be Chicago based. You then you got Bullpen in Atlanta. Yep. John John the Don got Bullpen. And here's the thing about I want to say two things. Number one, I think here's the weird thing. I don't know if I'm right, but I got a theory. <clears throat> the South is kind of behind lyrically. Yes. That's a bad thing. I'm not trying to diss, but I'm going somewhere with this. So the new trend, really the trend for the last 10 years. But the recent trend in battle rap is to write your rhymes and spit them like it's poetry. Yeah. Yeah. But the South is behind that trend. So they're still freestyling. That's good. That's bad. That's not for me to decide. That ain't the point I'm making. But I find it interesting that if you watch King of the Dot, it's going to be 90. 8% 8% written. I love it. I think it's a good idea. You watch any major battle rap league, it's gonna be ninety-eight percent written's. If you watch John John's league, it's gonna be fifty percent written's fifty percent freestyle. But a, but a nigga will say, Fuck my written, I'm about to freestyle like them niggas still freestyle. But, but you
0: know why? Because so
1: it's like it's like the South being behind in this regard is a good thing, cause them niggas still rapping like it's 99.
0: I'm gonna tell you something. If John John is connected to what I was involved with when I was like on the scene over there and stuff like that. Uh, there's a a type of love for that and they still respect battling as it was that's why you see guys like me who are not impressed I mean I I like the way that people can do their riddance and that they that you you know you memorize enough that you can springboard off of and all this other shit Uh, but I love to see somebody sit up there and just really do it off the top till they run out of gas
1: and you get that in Atlanta. yeah you get that. You get um, and you get it in the other leagues. Big Cannon, one of the best freestylers. He he, he spits rittens, but yeah, big, disaster is uh is another one of them dudes that does it. Here's here's the dudes, and I'm gonna forget a whole lot of names, but here are the dudes Juice. that can compete in any era. Yep, um, written and pre-written. Creepy. Um, clips, DNA, disaster, can't big cannon, um. Uh, what's that motherfucker's name Light skinned motherfucker He just battled Tay Rock Hollow the Don can do it He wouldn't be top level But he could do it It's some cats Who just know how to rap Juice They're not Juice uh, crazy, Even though he's more crazy. old I'm talking about guy, You're right But I'm talking about right now oh, I'm yeah. talking about the guy, the writers Right now that can yeah, see Juice And Ryan Fest And all them guys They came up in our era yeah, That's Yeah exactly. where, well, that's where, you, where, where you had to, had to freestyle Where you had, you had to freestyle. freestyle And what I'm talking about now Is the cats who could do that And this the cast who could do that and this, a disaster, DNA, Charlie Clips, niggas like that. Um, but, yeah, what the fuck was I going to say? But, yeah, so, yeah, that's that's what they do in Atlanta. I think the South being behind in that regard helps them because them niggas is still rapping like it's 99. They spit the riddance. You're going to get riddance, and you can tell when you get riddance. I ain't got no problem with it. But I like that. You keep referencing 99. Because I think in 99, I think that was the peak of – Freestyling all over the world. I think like 98, 99. Really, I'm I'm fucking up. 97, 98. That was like one of the last battle rap Olympics, wasn't it? I I could be fucking up. I think so. The the battle rap Olympics came to an end around that's when Eminem and Juice was battling. That's around that era where them niggas was really freestyling. Yeah. When Juice destroyed Eminem because Eminem was spitting verses from. The album that would be his first Slim Shady LP, right? That's yep, the name of for sure it. Was. Right, right. Um Eminem in that battle, he said, You couldn't sell two obvious uh two copies if you pressed the double album. Later on in '99, 2000, that'd be his first album. Right, right. But then Juice is sitting up, Eminem had a a, a beer can in his hand, might have been Budweiser, Bud Light, some shit like that. Yeah. And Juice off the top is making the acronym off the letters on, on the uh fucking beer can. That's that, That's like the peak of that freestyle era to me. So you're yep. saying around 2000, 2001, that's when leagues came out and it was more of a written or, or started to get 50-50. Um, my numbers are going to be off, but not that off. 98 to 2001, niggas was still freestyling. But the change of guard happened. When Mook came in, when Smack came in, yeah, that's when the change that's of guard when the change happened. Of guard happens. Battles like Mook versus Jay Mills, battles like Mook versus Sirius Jones, Reed Dollars when he was battling Um, Unkasa's ugly ass versus T Rex. That's when niggas, the Smack era was when niggas started writing. Um,
0: and see what really
1: good- I like it because let's be real. There, there can be stalemates in both. Yeah. When you freestyling, the stalemate is, damn, I can't think of shit else. Yeah. When you're writing, the stalemate is, damn, I forgot my shit. Yeah. But let's just be real. No matter what you like more, if somebody know their shit by heart and they rehearse that shit, it takes an organic feel away. It makes it kind of plastic in a way. But at the end of the day, the odds of you not being able to say something when it's memorized in your head is better than coming up with some shit on the spot
0: exactly and and, and I'm, I'm i'm okay with it in the sense that you know that i've come to peace with it in the sense that i'm just like okay because i'm i'm just from the school of battles used to be more so about crews like just exerting dominance in certain ways like uh de la soul i love them so much they did a tribute called return of the dst and in return of the dst they were doing a classic battle and those weren't the battles like what we're talking about now. These were like when these crews came in, they were just seeing who could rock the crowd the best. You know what I'm saying? And like how many people? Yeah, are team backpack, to win the Team Backpack.
1: Team Backpack does that today. Exactly. Right. Like, right.
0: The gusto is going home with me. You know, and it's just like, and they would just be doing as crews. They passing the mic and they are ranking on the other crew and see who could move the crowd. The same way that Dougie Fresher hit the stage now, won't rap one time, but have everybody on their feet saying what he's saying this dude is moving across and that's the
1: essence of and uh that's, hip-hop that's
0: the essence of hip-hop before
1: lyrics that's the essence yeah, of hip-hop
0: exactly and so and that's why i said that's that's why dougie fresh is an MC's MC. uh he's done it both my thing is when i look at you know that it's like i i don't know it's like i kind of look at it like Everything is so staged now. That's why even the beef feels staged. Everything is staged. Like, folks, I got beef. I said, what you got beef about for real? Do you not understand where the actual beef used to come from back in the day? Like, when you go listen to how EPMD talk about when them and Rakim was fixing to collide. And it wasn't all, there was no internet and all this other dumb stuff. Like, these dudes, like, they went in these, you were in the streets for real. And your your hood is talking about, hey, man, this guy's talking bad about you on wax, And you know, Rakim is in his face like, man, your boy's stressing me. And him and Eric is just looking at each other face to face. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In this spot. And everybody's just sitting up there like, what? Is this serious? Is what is going on? Like, and and, and Parrish has to get his dude out of there. You know what I mean? And they later on. we going to get to Eminem. Don't worry. Yeah, we're about worry. to get to Eminem. Oh, no, it's all good. It's all good. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I just missed that organic side of it. And that's where the competitive edge in hip hop came from. Now I know what they're doing now. They're trying to commodify and make a lane for writers to get more money because a lot of times the lyrical rappers, here's the downfall, cannot make an album. Can't make albums. They can't make, album. They and can't shit, make shit is
1: like nowadays, niggas have taken battle rap. Niggas buying houses with battle rap. Oh
0: now. yeah, and I, and I like that part.
1: <coughs> I, I was like just that telling part. G. I like that part. I was t- just telling uh, G. That in the Philippines, battle rap is mainstream, like Dancing with the Stars or some shit. Maybe that's a bad analogy, but that shit is not a like a niche or niche. It's it's the forefront of rap. Niggas yeah. in in the Philippines is battle rap, and there's some nice niggas over there too. You Can't understand what they're saying, but when you get the translation, them boys is is nice. Obviously they they when other people rap, they rap like it's still in the '94 or some shit.
0: Well, because that's the, that's the which era. is good. That's why I was about to say because the rest of the world. Re- Respects the crafts and they respect what rap is supposed to be. Whereas because it came from like America, America has moved on to something else. It's moved on to like where electronics music has kind of taken over hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like not fully, but it's taken over a mainstream rap.
1: Don't flop. That's probably the third one. Okay, I'll t- I'll, right. I'll go back and talk about that. I just burped on the mic, but, my but, bad. But I do love the fact that like it's I burp that. on the mic, I like, work on the
0: mic. Yeah, though, though I miss the old school. I still missed a lot about the old school way things organically came about. I love the fact that brothers are getting paid, people are buying houses. Yeah, I love giving I them a lane. I love giving them a lane because obviously they're not. It's creative. definitely
1: a show genre in the culture. Exactly, it's definitely a place where you can go. The, um, you can you can actually see it as a lane now. As first, the the thing I don't like about battle rap, and I'm and I see with King of the Dot, they kind of clearing it up. It was just too brolic at one point. It was just too street. Yeah, that's still smack. See, smack he, is, thing, yeah, smack is just too street for me. And well, I don't like the fact that it's too street because that if if there's anybody that's going to sponsor it and is going do uh, sponsorship in it and take it and make it into a business and really generate revenue in it. You gotta leave that street shit alone. The the next thing thing I hold on. The next thing I don't like about it is the fact that there's no judges. We watch a we sit up there. and We watch a battle for like forty five to an hour, forty five minutes to an hour, and at the end, ain't no damn body declared a winner. True that. Um. Here's the here's the thing, right? And I was gonna say a whole bunch of shit that I'm probably not gonna be able to say this show. It's First of all, let me get to what I was saying. King of the Dot, Smack. I'm going to say King of the Dot is above URL. Some people will say URL because that's what you think of first. But the top three are definitely King of the Dot, which is Canada based. URL, which is New York based and Don't Flop, which is English, British based, whatever you want to call that. Those are the top three. Um, There's a divide in battle rap, not with the people. Not with the, the owners and the league creators. They work together. Them niggas sign contracts together. They don't have a competition with each other. But the fan base is divided. Like it's always been. You basically got, this is how the, van, the fan base is divided. I'm going to simplify it. If you're a Jadakiss fan, you like URL. If you're an Eminem fan, you like King of the Dot. The divide is this. The, the King of the Dot fans are like, you ain't no real lyricist because all you rap about is guns. I'm over there. The URL niggas is like you ain't to be taken serious because all you do is spit big words and tell jokes. It's truth in both. Me personally, I like the MC that can do both. I like Lux, because he can do both. I like Averb, because he can do both. I like Pat, he can do both. I like Hollow. He definitely can do both. Cause he yeah, he's been damn near a champion in both leagues. So it's niggas who can go to the who can rap like white rappers. Then it's niggas who know how to rap like black rappers. Me personally, I favor King of the Dot because I think it embodies the backpack era and movement. It's more jovial, if you will. It's more joyful. Them niggas is just trying to rip each other's heads off lyrically. That's it. Whereas if you battling in in smack, you may get into a fight with niggas. Like niggas is really on some street shit. And I, I have been surprised how smack has been able to make millions of dollars off of them ignorant-ass niggas. I ain't trying to hate on Smack. I love the product. I love Tay Rock. I love K-Shine and, and all them niggas who are battle rap, Smack battle rap uh, uh, exclusive signees and shit. But if I had to choose a rap style, I would probably choose the king of the dot because it just seems more fun and it don't seem as personal. Um, But that's the divide. I'm going on a tangent. But that's, that's the divide with the fans. The fans look at URL as street rap gun 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 and the other fans look at king of the dot is super lyrical but not street it's basically like it like i said it's basically uh jay kids versus eminem that's how people feel sound once again this sounds like uh wwf versus nwa wcw
0: it does but
1: and and i'm gonna say one more thing a big battle that's coming up and this shit here is is genius you got disaster who, aside from Ron and Pat Stay, is like the poster boy for King of the Dot versus Tay Rock, who is absolutely the number one poster boy, especially since Mook is gone. He's the poster boy for URL. Because he is, he calls himself the Gunbar King. What I like about, I don't really like his style for the same reason you don't like that shit. But I gotta respect Rock, because that nigga Rock says, hey. I rap about killing people and selling drugs, and I'm the best at it. And the nigga is. He didn't have some bars. I got a D E S K. If you wanna learn something, I'm like, that's simple, but so dope. That's dope as fuck. Desert Eagle S K. Yeah, yeah. If you wanna learn something, that nigga, whatever. That nigga got bars. That boy can spit. I don't like his style because it's very one dimensional. But if you're going to be one-dimensional, be damn good at it. And that boy is the I mean, it's, like, I mean, he's, it's a style. Everybody That's gets their own different but, styles. And, and
0: here's the thing. like, So,
1: yeah, him and Disaster are battling each other. So it's basically a clash of the two fan bases. Um, that battle already happened. I don't know when it's going to be uploaded to YouTube. And see, it's a thing, URL battle.
0: The thing that bugs me about all of that is the fact that, you know, we label the, the street shit, the black stuff. As real. As real. And, and, and we label it black. The street shit, black. And we labeling the lyrical shit That's funny White
1: That's what I wanted to talk about too And and
0: that's kind of like You know like I said As a dude That's like When you look at what parliament When you look at everybody The parliament who pretty much gave birth To what will become rap later Along with a lot of other folks They big thing was Being black and different Was a whole Thing you couldn't do Right And Now you're in a position Where it's like it's almost like with rock and roll like we giving it away and that's what scarface was talking about like if you ain't careful you giving it away you see what i'm saying because the the core of that shit the lyrical stuff is really going to always be the building block that can create anything you like the fact that they got the freedom to rap about or they would take the time and rap about a tree like sage francis did with tree of knowledge uh or rap about just anything and make it into a song and make it a cohesive song That's a different thing than somebody who comes in and like I said, when you do that street shit, when it translates, if you don't make it mean something, that's why I was liking what uh, Head Ice did in that one thing. He set everything up and just talked about how this dude ain't loyal and I'm going to show you the meaning of the, you know, this is what loyalty means. This is whatever, whatever. And this is why you can't hang around me. See what I'm saying? So he was going somewhere purposeful with what he was doing. Whereas if somebody just like, man, I got a lot of guns and I'm gonna shoot you with them. Okay, that's cool and everything, but I'm tired. Now <laughs> I give I give a lot of people credit. I give people more credit when they look at you and they just dismantle you based upon who you are. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I was looking at looking at stuff like uh me and uh Jonathan Crane, we laugh at LP. When he just destroyed Seven L from Seven L and Esoteric on an underground battle rap battle situation. Recent? No, it was back in the day. This is like. um, talking
1: about an actual face-to-face battle.
0: No, they did it on wax, and they and they almost got into it. Now, I mean, this is back in the day, day.
1: Yeah, I fuck with Esoteric, and
0: and, uh, well, man, he ate he ate his ass. I mean, L. Peters with Killer Mike ate his ass up. Ask ask Jonathan Crane about it. And when he did that record, oh my God, it's like that's one of the best rap rap battles of all time. Like this is. I mean, it's one of the best disses that I've ever heard. And that's an independent thing. And a lot of people ain't never heard of it. But when you look at that, they he actually went in and told this man, he, he broke down the numbers of how he wasn't selling records. He sit there and said, you rich. And your daddy gave you the money to do your whack stuff. He sit there and made jokes about how you just a nerd. And, and, and you know, you talking about a Star Wars Tauntaun. And then somebody comes on like, oh, "What's this, stunt on? You know, and it's like it's just like all kinds of, and, and they do see that's what I'm saying. That's that type of stuff that breaks up, break people down to their very last compound, and that's different than like I'm gonna kill you, or or how about when Common dismantle Ice Cube on wax,
1: like that. I, I absolutely agree. I, I'll say again, <clears throat> I fuck with. All battle rap URL, Black Ice, King of the Dot, uh, that Michigan based rap league. I forgot the name of it. Atlanta with John John Dine, Don't Flop, uh, Flip Top. I f- fuck with everything. Uh, a Hat, A Hat is okay. They, A Hat, they have good battles, but they they kind of go circus. You know who my favorite go. battle rapper of all? I- he don't battle rap no more. Who? Soulcon. <laughs> I love Soulcon. Soulcon is a Beast. that is my favorite that's, battle that's a grind he, time and guy and he actually, came from grind time And he's actually done some songs and but, but, he and, and, and he makes good, great music good music, yes, good music. Yes. We, we, and we're gonna talk about that next but i'm gonna finish this by saying that i fuck with all these i don't give a fuck about that if you can rap you can rap but it is disheartening as a black person to see that the more creative and the more lyric lyrical progressive shit is happening the king of the dot like you get the great same old same old from url It's great i love it i can't get enough of them gun bars but that's all you get but the shit that's moving the culture forward the white boys is doing it them niggas going them niggas disaster just battle russian rapper oxymoron and that may end up being one of the most viewed battles of all time oxymoron was getting like seven million views battle rap so their whole idea was let's take the Arsenal and Disaster are the, mm, I know it in the top five most viewed battle rappers on YouTube. So they was like, all right, let's take Disaster and put him with Russia's most viewed. Man, I know that battle was, man, it's probably at 14 million right now. A battle rap. They had to have translation and everything. And Oxymoron, in my opinion, won. Um, but I say that to say this. I love URL, but they ain't about to go overseas and do no shit like that. They ain't about to take mm-hmm. battle rap worldwide. I love them. I, I, I fuck with them. But... It's just it just it's disheartening to see that the white boys is taking our shit and taking it further than us. And sometimes you can even that even relates to musically because it's a lot of it's a lot of white MCs out there that's actually sometimes making better music. Sometimes making that now when you go into underground, it's 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 half and half. And that's what I, what I was yeah, gonna finish your thought, but that's what that I was gonna man. get into. Right, you, you reminded me that's what I was gonna talk about next, but. Finish your thought if somebody got some shit to say. What were you gonna say for it?
0: No, I say it's it's super half and half there because the problem is a lot of times the cadences and stuff like that, that's just not on.
1: Right. Yeah, it's 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 weird. You think about guys like Action Bronson, Mac Miller, uh who who else am I? Uh uh okay. Mac Miller. What are we talking about? White guys correct? Yeah, just white guys, uh, um L P. Yeah, Action Bronson mac miller lp uh atmosphere ap- yeah atmosphere i'm gonna tell you somebody um, else who i'm gonna begrudgingly say this and this is probably gonna make some listeners mad what's that boy name Mac macklemore Macamore, McLemore, yeah he did some progressive shit i don't i didn't like are y'all Macamore fans he can he i'm not but Actually, the niggas don't
0: the, yeah i'm not a fan of here because when he was doing his pop stuff uh, but the thing is, the guy comes, he comes flat out the underground. So, I've heard him before. He kind of started doing all Seattle, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. He's so. dope. I don't fuck now, with Now, the new Mecklemore dope. album, uh, yeah, I, don't, I just don't. I don't, I just can't get it. I, but uh, The with, Heist? I mess with none of the dope-ass album. I know. Probably, it's in somebody's world, it's probably a classic. Yeah, I, I just still not Well, The Heist is a classic in my world. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dope-ass album. I ain't album. never heard it. I can't say it is. I ain't. I'll take your word for it. Bro, The Classic is, a, I mean, uh, not The Classic, but... Uh, the heist. It's a little too pop for my. It's brother. a it, it's a classic, man. It's yeah, it's a classic. It's a, yeah, too much sacrament. But uh, like I said, it's a lot of shit rumbling around in my head. I can't even keep up with it. Um, so since we was talking about battle rap, I want to ask Fred and G, who made the transition. You can go back as far as you want to. Off the top of the head, I'm gonna throw some names out and say that. I was gonna say rhyme fest, but he almost made the transition from battle rap to music. Eminem made the transition. Yeah, idea made the transition. Yeah. Would you say he he made the transition?
0: Yeah, he
1: did. Slug, he, yes, he, he slug made the transition. Slug
0: um, is the king of the transition.
1: Um, apathy, but all of these dudes are like '90s dudes. I'm accounting. I don't I don't I'm, I'm accounting though. The, like most you gotta think about it, the culture was different. Most of the dudes that rap coming from the 90s already, they battle rap. That's just what they did. They did yeah, Jay-Z was, was, of, a exact, was, was a battle rapper. DMX was a battle rapper. Okay, Kemp was a battle rapper. That's though. how you earn your stripes. Everybody in the woo battle rap. That's just how you earn your stripes. Yep. My issue is with this current generation. Okay, let's talk about that because in the current generation, it's a lot of niggas who can make music. Let me tell you my potential. A lot of niggas who putting that stereotype the bed that niggas can't make music if they battle rap. With that being said, I haven't seen nobody make that complete leap. Um Cortez got a dope ass song with Method Man. Lux got dope songs with Wiz Khalifa and everybody. <clears throat> Calico got dope ass songs with Snoop. Um Shoebox Money was a dope little C D. But still I haven't seen them make the well, jump. Well let me let me speak to that. Right. Okay, so w- what what's going on is well, okay, well, let me let me start off like this. There are two artists that I think could make the leap in this era of hip hop. I don't think they will. Daylight could make the leap. Yep. Loaded Lux could make the leap. Yep. Uh I don't know anybody else. Those two can make the leap. Here's why I think they won't make the leap. Because hip hop has become a genre-based niche market. This ain't the days when you went from Battle Rap to the big time. You know what I'm saying? This you ain't right. the days when you went from Battle Rap to Hot 9-7. You're right. You don't have to anymore. You know, you can go from Battle Rap, stay in Battle Rap, and you find your niche market in Battle Rap, and you sell them an album, and it doesn't have to be this big, grandiose, and wh- mainstream thing. It ain't gotta you got to be no your stepping n- stone. Because you got your niche market. you already making your money. And that's, that's what niggas was trying to do. I... I- I remember Smack, really Lux specifically, but I've heard Smack, I've heard Lux, and I've heard other rappers say that we got tired of begging the industry to give us record deals. We gonna make this battle rap shit profitable.
0: Yeah, well, and then on top of that, let's let's be 100% honest. Like, the uh, one thing, another thing that hurts me about rap is as hard as the OGs fought, we fought to be considered an art. This new generation is trying to be take our competitive edge and how we sharpened our iron and make that more important than creating so any fool can make an album who can make me care
1: okay and who's gonna be able
0: to make who's gonna be able to make something that's lasting that will outlast you that will make you care like and and the thing is with battle rappers like my illustration teacher told me most of his students when people leave his class they can draw photogenic In other words, they can draw you looking exactly like a damn photograph. But when he says when you do that, now your name is Xerox. That's a nice trick and you can sell it to people. I see people doing it online. But he said the funny thing is the guy with the quirky, weird style and a story to tell makes the most money. That guy with a quirky, weird style like, he doesn't like the Powerpuff Girls because he don't quite get it. it. looks bizarre to him. But guess what? It's very rudimentary, but it won. See what I'm saying? I agree. And so, so the and thing And you're is, saying
1: that... And so are you saying that... The
0: battle rapper is the guy who's drawing photogenic. He's basically the guy... Old or new? This no, generation? This, this generation. These are guys who love the writing, who loves lyricism. They loved it to the point where that's all they put themselves into... And their song craft. song craft. is another skill. Like I tell people, I diss dance music a lot, but fucking writing a dance song, being able to sit there and just catch some shit, that's a skill. That's a skill. And I tell people, all of this stuff is skills. And being able to create, like what Kanye West and them do when they sit down and actually create a song that's going to catch an emotion or catch how you're thinking at that moment and be able to translate it to an audience it may not be your audience. You may do uh, a Jesus walk, but then like everybody, like I want the old Kanye back. But you you moved on and you're still able to express yourself and encapsulate it in a certain way. That's a skill. That's that's a definite skill and everybody can't do it. Can some people, every, now a lot more people can wrap their ass off than can actually create a full album. Just like anybody, it, there's a lot of things that anybody can do. Like anybody can go in the kitchen and cook, but everybody ain't no goddamn chef. So and people can get really good at it, but they still ain't no show. They can yeah. mimic shit, but they really can't they can't come up with it they sell. You know what yeah, I'm saying?
1: The, the technical skill of anything without personality can be very stiff and blah. Yeah, and this something. goes back to what so, I always say. And I was just asking him. F- finish that. I'll say and what this, I gotta say after you finish. And, and this goes back to what I always say. There are offensive artists and defensive artists. You got your and one rappers and you got your, rapper, and so you got your rappers. So, you're saying battle rappers are and one? So, and sometimes battle rappers are very and 99. one. 9%. And let me tell you why. See, they're um, offensive rappers. An offensive rapper is going to give you tricks, he's going to give you bars, he's going to give you punchlines. He's going to give you shit that you can look at and you can easily digest it. And, and oh, he did this, he said that. Oh, did you catch that punchline? That's an offensive rapper. A defensive... See, offensive rappers think lyrics first. They always think lyrics first. Their number one concern is don't be whack. A, uh, uh, an offensive... I mean, a, a defensive rapper thinks hook first, beat first. What am I trying to say? Kanye first? West, Chance the Rapper. Right, exactly. And, and, and there's not as much care as to what if I come off whack. Because if They're you taking know... Risks. It, you're, you're taking a risk and... You're, if you're an MC, you never have to worry about coming off whack because you care about what you say anyway.
0: And then you got to understand that, like they said, MCs—the word, key word here—is move the crowd. Whereas yeah, of I know what exactly. move the crowd, exactly. Yeah. And you can move the crowd in many different ways. And I, you know, I, like I told you about Dougie fresh earlier, I've been to, uh, me and my wife, we've been to several Dougie fresh concerts and one of the concerts we went to, he ain't rap at all. Didn't rap. And I was <laughs> mad, you know, I wanted to hear keep rising to the top where the Dougie actually came from and he never did. But when he goes to Atlanta, he does keep rising to the top. But when he comes to some markets, he don't, he does his whole, I'm going to make the whole crowd stand up and never sit down my whole set. And you know the way I look at it is I don't look at it as defensive. I think it's like
1: producer minded. I mean that's
0: the you same a, thing I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. but I just it's I like, say it like that so people like, can kind of get where I'm coming yeah, exactly. from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, produ- you got to be a producer. You got to. I get what mind. he's saying. If yeah. you
1: if you're a stereotypical battle rapper, then you're not worried about the overall you're direction the of the album because yeah. you're not a director. You don't have a director's mind. You have an actor's mind. Yeah, an actor ain't trying to make sure he got the right angles. And he ain't trying to make sure the boom mic is in the right place. An actor is trying to be a thespian. That's yeah. all he fucking cares about. And yep. the reason I say the word defense, but some is people got both minds. Some people think about the whole project and the lyrics like exactly. a chance to rapper. The reason I say defense is because of my mind. <coughs> you're, you're you're defending. You have to defend your song against the, the audience. You have to say, and it's 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 really a competition and a battle between you and the audience. When you, you're going to war with these people that are trying to hear your music. Well,
0: honestly. And the only way
1: that you can win that, defense wins championships. And what's defense in my mind? A good-ass chorus.
0: And see, to me- it's A knock
1: it, and beat. That's so, a good-ass analogy too. Well, to me is the same way I look at all art.
0: As a person who illustrates and a person that does other stuff, like it's yeah, has Pretty much saying the same but, fucking but, thing. But this is where I've always looked at. A true artist- don't give a fuck about the audience. A true audience create an artist creates and they give the audience what they going to get.
1: I think it's an exception to that rule. No, I'm but t- I would, agree- only,
0: I would agree. The only thing, see, the only exception came I, I would agree. is because of capitalism, because we're trying to sell something. So that's that where the entertainment comes in, where I've got to entertain now. But what I'm trying to do is the question is why the fuck am I here? Like you can lose yourself in that, and then we can when we talk about the Eminem,
1: yeah, lose yourself. What's
0: called what a M, what a new Eminem song? He's kind of lost himself to the entertainment, and that's what he's talking about in that song. He's lost himself to the entertainment. He's lost himself to the audience. I know uh, there was another rapper that came out and was actually asking his audience what they wanted. I didn't forget who that was, and I was like, how in the hell are you asking an audience what you want? You give them what they're gonna get. And if they don't want to be there no more, fuck you. Who's next? Um, and it's kind of, and that's what I liked about, that's what I like about Kanye, and that's what I like about Outkast, and that's what I like about all the greats. They just do whatever they doing, and you either with them or you better go over there and start kicking rocks, cause they are gonna give you whatever comes next when it comes next. Dre is kind of like stuck because he's looking for that new fit. He's looking for the feeling again like andre 3000 the same way too he's like he's at the point now where he's like man i just don't feel like doing nothing right now i just don't feel it nothing is making me move he's saying it's age but i say no sometimes the juice is over some people are gonna have the juice to the day they die a lot of, a lot of people just it's over and he just don't want to do cookie cutter shit see that's a true artist because andre 3000 could just walk in the in the, in the room and say put a good beat on man we're just gonna do some more of that southern playlistic for you and that's it, you know. And 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 a crowd would go crazy. Yes, it's another Southern playlistic album, like Devin the Dude. When we go to Devin the Dude, we know Devin knows what to give his crowd.
1: I'm gonna but go back a little bit without you know going too far away from what you was just talking about. But when it comes to the battle rappers, unfortunately, the stereotype still stands true. The stereotype is still alive and in living fucking color. Yes, but unfortunately, unfortunately. It's a lot of URL niggas who can make music and King yeah. of the Dot. It's a lot of battle rap. Don't oh, fly yeah. flip top. It's a lot of battle rap niggas who are destroying and stomping and busting that myth. A lot more than I've ever seen. But because that shit still exists, people ain't listening to it. I think if people were to listen to the to battle rap stuff, Battle rappers' music right now, motherfuckers would be like, this shit ain't as whack as I would thought. Cause these niggas is getting better with making well, music.
0: It's not, see, there's another thing. I don't think it's whack. I don't think it ever was whack. What I think it is, is worse. It, it's, it's more dangerous to an artist than whack. It doesn't stand out. Like, Cool Keith, he is Cool Keith, right? He's not for everybody. He's gonna be offbeat. He's gonna do what he does. And he's gonna just be challenging all this other stuff and being weird. But he stands out. E forty, he ain't for everybody, but he does his thing in his lane and he stands out. The thing with these battle rappers is they're doing everything perfectly in pocket, and everything. But that's
1: my out. that's my point. And, the,
0: and no, what I'm saying is, the, you the got songs a lot of good. them
1: that can just make music. That's what I'm saying. But Bottom the, line, the
0: songs are solid, but I don't care to hear them again. See what I'm saying?
1: They well, you ain't been it. listening to the right things. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, I'm just saying, because like the Soul Con album, I enjoy it. But <laughs> it's more Soul Cons yeah, out there than you would know. Yeah. I, Shoddy Horror, Soul kind, uh, Beloved, not the new Lux. Um <laughs> Beloved, <laughs> beloved 2 is, 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 is a, a good a, example. Calico a, got it,
0: it's pretty solid. It was all right.
1: Th- this is all I'm saying. I'm saying you're right. Yeah. But battle rappers are getting extremely better at making music. But ain't nobody gonna give a fuck because no because the stereotype is still plaguing them. Well, I don't. Well, here's how you beat the stereotype: just make a good ass song. They doing it, but 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 at the I just I haven't heard. You don't you don't want? Are you going? Okay, here's the question: I want a battle rapper. Listen, listen. I want a battle rapper to make a good ass song because of the stereotype. You're going into it saying, battle rappers can't rap, battle rappers can't rap. Boom. That's already got you turned off because you still got that stereotype. No. In no. And maybe you don't. But most people do. Most people feel like, I'm not going to listen to a battle rapper because they can't rap.
0: I'm going to tell you the average. They can rap
1: now. Not all of them. Some of them still suck. But I'm saying battle rappers are doing better now musically, musically than they ever have as a whole. Um, but it's still people who ain't going to be checking for them because they the stereotype mean, is stuck in their head. I can't. But... I can't find a, a, a battle rapper that's made an album that breaks through, and we all know I give in the damn body. I'm gonna give you one listen. And I'm now a, breaking through is different. Well, see, I I'm don't think you have to break through to have a, a good I, album. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about because Soulcon
1: didn't break through, but he yeah. got a goddamn. When good I say break through, I'm not talking about pop. I'm talking about good music is good music. Let's not forget Eminem is a battle rapper. Soulcon got good enough music. He didn't break through, but I it's I think good.
0: they in the lane of the last of this most modern Eminem. That's what's wrong with most battle rappers. Yep. They're not in the lane of the early Eminem. They're in the lane of this current Eminem who is finding himself in that lane. And that's not this. What lane like, is
1: that? I'm confused.
0: Basically, what I've been saying is. A lot of
1: syllables. No, well, not that. Because um, new Eminem well, ain't like that as much. Well, no.
0: What I'm saying is they're doing, they're hitting all the marks. They've got the singer on the hook. They've got a subject matter. They got the beat is is bouncy enough and it fits they got great mixing but there's nothing for me to hold on to like i let, let me tell you something right now gospel and, and music, that's true gospel but music, what about the ones who do yeah, well, I'm, let me finish gospel music right now has no soul i agree okay so you got these guys doing hitting all the marks like the modern gospel music but they're not, they don't got that thing that reaches inside of me. And I don't care. I've listened to a lot of, trust me, I listen to a lot of underground. And they are underground. I listen to a lot of underground, especially them King of the Dot guys. I listen to a lot of those guys, right? I listen to a lot of their stuff. And you can't and, fuck with it. And it's at the end of the day, it's like, man, it just I, sits there. It just sits there. It sits there. And I'm looking at it I, like, I, I,
1: yeah, I can see that. Can I'm see like,
0: bro, this is good. This is actually good. You, you did a good song. I like the beat. But I don't find myself coming back to it. But you know, somebody'll sit down and they'll do this quirky little song that's about something and it it'll, it'll hit you. You know what like, song I keep coming uh, back to? Gold Link
1: could, Crew. So who is that? Like, Gold Link.
0: He Gold Link. He's a, he's a guy that's like I
1: heard of uh, Gold like, Link. Yeah.
0: And, and and I keep coming back to Crew. So and it's just stuff like that. It just hits you. People get they'll create a certain song that'll hit you a certain kind of way, and it'll stick with you, and you will be like, wow. That dude, he did that. You know what I'm saying? He did. He put some in there. He put that stank on it. He put some stank on it. Was he rapping his ass off? It really didn't matter. He could have wrapped his ass off. He could have not. But it's just, he basically acted it out and made me feel like for real, this is happening. And then I don't feel like they're doing. It. I feel like they're, they're checking off all the boxes. They're like safely saying, I wrapped my ass off. Yeah. I did a hook that was supposed to be done. And my beat was banging. And my beat was banging. So like me now. And you're like, okay, yeah, I don't. You're not whack. Like you hear me saying this by Eminem all the time. Like I'm never going to be like Eminem is whack. I'm like, no, he's not whack. There's no way you can say that. I'd be crazy. These better rappers ain't, like, whack. ain't whack. They whack. No they're way. Just not not even close. Yeah, it's like they don't. At some point, like okay, because the mind has a way of like I've heard it all before. Like I've heard okay. you do this before. Like, and once I'd heard you do this before, now you got to tell the story. All stories have been told. But now, what are you gonna do to make me understand the wrinkle you add into the story? Or how you interject How what my myopic point of view are you going to put on the story that's going to make me care about it and that's what a, a good writer has to do that's what an album person has to do and that's what separates those who create something that gets to that next level from those who just
1: do whatever okay so we all saying the same thing so I agree with everything that everybody is saying not not that I'm the judge and I have to you are the judge So what's the moral Wrap your point up And then what's the moral of the story Because we gotta go ahead and uh, close this thing on out Um, For me I like battle rap Battle rap has come a long way It can be better But battle rappers are better music makers Than they have ever been But they need to improve And steps still need to be made It's better That's what I'm saying freeze you gotta it sounds like like Fred saying they better but they still they not enough I mean
0: actually I think they're on they just need to go find the artistic lane they need to see like I said my concern for hip hop is the fact that another group of people and other people coming in they're gonna take hip hop and use it as the artistic medium that the original creators was trying to get it to and And Fab Five is already doing it see what I'm saying so Fab Five Freddy and all these other people that were doing this stuff with Basquiat and stuff they were actually creating art and when you take art out of the black community and black community is like trying to do the capitalist side of things to like, I'm, I got a formula. We got to have this hook with this woman singing on the hook. And then we're going to be like, booty and, and it's like, it's like, what bro? And then like all of a sudden, <laughs> and, it's like, and it's like, and a chef. Yes. And basically that's what we're going to be doing. And if we don't hit these formulas we can't hit this new dance the, the whatever that's going on we don't hit whatever dude that's not art i mean yeah you're engaging you're engaging the audience you're putting on a show but you're not creating anything and that's what you got to do you got we, we got to capture our genre back and say that this is a medium because people fought
1: too hard to even have this damn thing maybe i'm overreacting but i again as a fan i love what king of the dot is doing i love what everybody is doing as a fan of hip hop so as a fan i love what king of the dot is doing as a black man i feel like my shit is being appropriated but i feel bad too we
0: need to come in and take (laughs) that shit. like it's on these dudes like people can't be letting being in a neighborhood stop them like dude used to be back in the day the drug dealers were selling drugs and the rappers were rapping and the r- drug dealers would pay the rappers to come to their parties and rap. Now, you may have been moving some weight under the table, some, but it was what it was. Everybody stayed in a proverbial lane and nobody really made a big deal about it. You don't want to talk too much about what was going on because you may indict somebody. But now it's like, OK, you got this shit going on and you didn't destroy it. Like, I don't know if it's because we took ban out of school or whatever. I don't know what happened, but it turned off black people's imaginations. Like black people's imagination, not all black people, but a whole swath of black people imagination has just been turned off. And it's like when you do that, you gonna lose your culture. And then you gonna look up and say, They stole my culture. I'm like, You gave it away, you gave it away. Like when you were laughing at dumb you know, dudes, you gave it away. You know. His, his so let's theory. go ahead
1: and wrap this thing up, man. Uh okay let, let me let me say this i know Joe, you're trying to get Joe, long sorry, sorry. Ass a Joe, long-winded always ass always holding up the damn ending <clears throat> hey this is a good show man this this is the thing that concerns me because it was about battle rap for me but now i'm talking about the greater picture of appropriation when it comes to king of the dot again the fan in me likes the fact that they're taking hip-hop to the next level the black man in me is kind of upset because it's white boys taking our shit to the next level so there's a selfish thing going on me going on in me um but the question I would have to ask myself is, if I, I think hip-hop is the most colorblind genre ever. I think yep. hip-hop more than any other genre comes down to this. Can you rap? Fuck your race. I think that's what hip-hop comes down to. So the question I would have to ask myself is, even if a bunch of white boys take hip-hop to another place, is it really appropriating or is it just human beings in this we are the world type shit taking rap to another level is it appropriation or is it humans taking it to the next level well i mean
0: they've always been here like they've been a part of it with with um actual the puerto ricans and everybody if you've been there from the beginning well you know the what black saying? and brown that's us yeah that's us so so but my big thing is i and i'll say this and we'll puerto ricans can't appropriate the blacks can't I'm appropriate it. that's our
1: shit i'm gonna let joe's long-winded yeah. ass clothes to show out for a change
0: yeah okay but but what i'm trying i'll just say this and then okay. i'm gonna hand it over to joe like i i don't think that it's appropriation, appropriation that they're actually doing this i just think at the end of the day black people need to just go ahead and like say we need to turn our, our imaginations back on and like, that's what it and, is and, yeah and, and stop you know just I'm saying glad you said that. that you gotta be like you know a super gangster to prove anything or whatever it's like dude we used to be trying to get out i don't know what the hell y'all doing see what i'm saying it was like it was stacking, move south. It was built. I say
1: this: these niggas is trying to. It, they it, trying
0: to get in and and get they, high. No, and they trying try. to get
1: out. They trying to get out to get back in with a Ferrari.
0: Yeah, well, they ain't even get back in with a Ferrari. They blowing all their money and they ain't doing Nothing they supposed to do. But my as long big thing, as you got the Ferrari, it doesn't matter how long it's you on, have it. It, it. It's a Hot Wheels car. But that's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, that's what we need to do. We gotta. You gotta stop the the, the weird kid. That weird kid gonna save you. That weird kid is gonna save you. That dude is just still talking about, yeah, man, I got an AK-47. I'm like, dude, what do you got with that? We didn't heard that story. We didn't heard that story so many times, and I need somebody to tell it to me better. But if you ain't gonna tell it to me better, then I'm just gonna go past you. You're not Scarface. You know what I'm saying? You ain't Scarface, and you ain't NWA.
1: Well, I guess since I'm forced to wrap it up, we talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about racing battle rap. We talked about what battle rappers make good music. We talked about battle rappers needing to make better music. We even talked about King of the Dots fan base and how they have a college fan base uh, uh, and how URL has more of a street fan base. So we talked about a lot of shit when it comes to battle rap. But at the end of the day, I think the moral of the story is that white folk are doing what hip-hop needs it seems like white people are doing what hip-hop needs which is taking it to the next level black folk we need to put our thinking caps back on and i love the gangster shit N- don't ever stop making gangster shit but we also need that chance to rapper nerdy backpack shit represented too it's not enough of that Shit can't be one-sided so for me that's the moral and it is wrapped up nigga. turn this shit off grown-ups yes. like we always say about this time don't go out there and do no dumb shit. And it's a lot of dumb shit to get involved in. Why? Because grown ass men do grown man shit. We out. Peace. I wasn't talking too fast, was I? The Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is a fourth coast media production produced by Lawrence Tremel and recorded at the Fourth Coast Studios. This is a Fourth Coast Media Production. FOURTH COAST? WHAT? <laughs>